1 Corinthians 10.13 promises God will not allow us to be tested beyond our strength. But when you hear the story of Matt Crow, you probably wouldn't blame him if he decided to give up. But he didn't. Open your eyes, your prize is right before oh, yeah, you somehow. Whatever you do, just don't miss Matt Crow faced a challenge few of us can even begin to imagine. Yeah, it was June 23rd, 2018, and I went over the handlebars of uh, my mountain bike um, near Aspen, Colorado. My hand was in the dirt. I went to get up, and all that happened is my thumb and my wrist twitched. Kind of gave me a shock. I'm like, all right, let's just shake that one off. Let's do it again. And then I went to do it again, and it was the same thing, and then it was just panic. Absolute panic came in. Uh, one thought would come in as another one would go out. And uh, it was, would I ever see you again? Would I ever see any of my family again? Um, would I ever hold my kids in my lap again, smell their hair? I don't know why that thought came to me, but it did. Uh, and then am I ever gonna move? And if I do, what kind of burden am I gonna become? This is the image that I got on my phone, which shows the spinal column here. And then this is the injured area and the spinal cord runs through the spinal canal back here. And you can see from across the room that this is not good. That's, that's a horrible image. And I think if you show this image to 100 spine surgeons, 99 or 100 of them would say, that patient's quadriplegic um, the rest of their life. Really severe, about as severe as you can get for a, a neck injury. I couldn't feel anything below here. Nothing moved. I didn't know what my life was gonna look like. And the only thing I could feel felt terrible because I had 12 screws in my neck and it's honestly the most painful procedure they make. And so I felt like I was hanging on a meat hook with the only nerves that I had. And it was terrible, it, it was terrible. But there was a little voice inside that said, I want you to just be calm, listen, and just watch. I'm gonna get a little emotional. Only today mattered. And that's, that's the point. And because of that, I was super present to see that she meant her vows. She was there. She was in it for the long haul, no matter what happened. Originally, everyone thought Matt's rehab would be getting him ready to live a life as a quadriplegic. But that still small voice convinced him there was a better road to follow. And I know that that was the Holy Spirit. And that's how my journey really began from that hospital room. But that journey accelerated far beyond anything anyone expected. Uh, okay, here's the crazy part. So I get my left hand back. And within the next week after that, I'm able to do six minutes of walking assisted as fast as I can around Craig Hospital, the floor I was on. I could go up and down stairs and I, was, I could use my, my right arm. And they said, you're going home on Friday. And I, I was supposed to be at Craig Hospital six to 12 months, and this is three weeks later. Now anyone else would be more than satisfied to call this good. 
But that little still voice kept pushing Matt for the impossible. They put me on a stationary bike early because that's one of the first things that you do for somebody once they start getting their legs back. And I get on that bike and, and you know, a couple times after doing that, all of a sudden this little crazy voice in my head just said, third time is a charm. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? And so I, I, I just kind of tell her, I'm like, maybe I should try to do the triple bypass and this is so early on i'm like doing it she becomes the biggest cheerleader and just yes, yes. yes. So let me explain the triple bypass to you. Uh, you're gonna be going over three mountain passes and you start just outside of Denver. You start in a town called Evergreen. So you're getting one of your big three mountains right off the bat. And then you get to Echo Lake and you have a really long and pretty fast descent down into the town of Idaho Springs. And from there, you go from Idaho Springs and you meander your way up to Georgetown where the really strong increments start. And that's probably the most hidden demon, I guess they would say of the triple, is the Georgetown piece. So that section from Georgetown to the base of Loveland, hands down, is the hardest part of the triple. You have your next stop, which is the you know one of the two main stops, which is at the base of Loveland Pass. Then you have to just get over the mountain itself, which is right on the Continental Divide. So you're at one of the higher points in all of Colorado at that point. Uh, at the top of Loveland before you begin a really long descent into Keystone. And from Keystone, you're gonna ride to Swan Mountain, which is the hidden, <laughs> the true hidden mountain, which everyone says it should be the quadruple bypass. But you dive down from Swan Mountain to Frisco before you do Officer's Gulch. Um, and then you get to the base of Copper and the section from Copper to the top of Vale gonna be a big monster downhill coming down into Vale itself before you have the long flats and the big headwinds that hit you coming into Vale and then all your way through Avon as you have to wind through streets and then you get to the West End in Avon and you are done <laughs> and probably very very happy at that point. But months before the finish line comes a grueling training schedule, perseverance, and a whole lot of prayer. Come race day Matt wasn't sure he could finish this race. But once again, he called on that now familiar inner voice. That voice that first came to him when he could not even move. And I'm telling you, I know a lot of spine surgeons and I know tons that have seen that CT image. And every single one says, nobody moves after that. I take care of quadriplegics all the time and I've never even seen an image that they bad. They thought he was dead when they saw the image. Do they call well, it a miracle? They, yeah, well, yeah. Yes, yes. Tons, tons but, of physician. As a matter of fact, tell him the what's the, the one the guy who, who wouldn't call it a miracle, but what he would call it. Miracle, I think it was maybe uh, day five or six after you woke up from the coma. He came in again, and I said, "How this is a miracle? Come on now!" And he said, "Well, in this particular case, that word is appropriate." <laughs> he wouldn't say it, but he would allow it to be used. In this particular case, that word is appropriate.
say after all those prayers were answered. I'm yours. Amen. Amen. Yes and yes. In Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looks at them intently and says, humanly speaking, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. These are the stories that I love to tell, stories like Matt Crow. I would love for you to share this testimony with someone who's hurting. And if it helps you, I'd love to hear about it. And I'd love to hear other stories about people who have decided to trust God in their circumstances, not necessarily ask him to get them out of the situation, but to invite him in like Matt did and his wife and see that he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we could ever ask him or even imagine. And subsequently, we discover our divine callings. I'm Stephanie Riggs.